For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. How are you? I know how you're doing, at least how you should be doing. You should be pissed. 10.18 on the Monday morning after a ridiculous performance by your Oakland Raiders. The second straight such ridiculous performance by your Oakland Raiders. Uh, this is Bill Williamson. Uh, this is a Believe in Raiders. Uh, this is the Believe Podcast Network. If you could tell that there's a little annoyance in my voice on this Monday morning in December, hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Better have got all that joy out of the way before that crap show started Sunday afternoon. All right, this is going to be a very truthful show. It's not, there's not going to be any, oh, well, you know, well, but none of that. I've seen too much of that in the last 18 hours since this game ended or however it's been. <laughs> I'm not giving any credit to the defense losing in a 40-9 to game. I don't care that if Patrick Mahomes only threw for a career-low 175 yards. That should make you pissed that that happened and you still lost by 31 points. Okay? I mean, they didn't need him to throw. Was that was the Kansas City offense ever like, oh, my God, we're really worried about this Oakland defense? No. I don't want to hear about penalties. I certainly don't want to hear from the head coach. His team committed 12 penalties in a game, and he's squawking. Got some bones to pick with him here in a minute, too. But let's get to my tweets from the game, because I think that's a really good exercise on our review shows, and then it really gets things going. So... Um, I let me pop these up real quick. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And again, I mean, I know the Chiefs are a better team than the Raiders, but if you're going to be in this position in December and you're going to get all the accolades of, hey, maybe the Raiders aren't bad anymore. This team won three straight games in November. Then you're going to have to show that you deserve to be in that position. And they lost their last two games, 74-12, to including one to the Jets, who just yesterday gave the Bengals their first win this season. The Jets suck. You know what I mean? I, okay, here's my going my tweets. Weirdly, it seems like this should be even more lopsided of a score. You know what I mean? You know what Derek Carr did his rookie year? We're going to be talking about Derek Carr here a few. Um, he w- was gr- great in garbage time. 
And when you they started 0-10 and, and they finished 3-13, and there was a lot of garbage time to play for the Raiders. And he, he did that yesterday. You know, I call it the waste management offense because it's garbage time. The Raiders are 6-6, six and six, and they've been outscored by 87 points. Think about that. That is brutal. And I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing at your team. I'm laughing at the situation being a little ridiculous right now. I said the AFC West is likely over, but still a favorable schedule for wildcard hunt. But they must start playing better. Much better. Look at and they're a game out of the wild. They're not going to catch Buffalo. Buffalo's nine and three, so Buffalo is getting that fifth wild card as far as the Raiders are concerned. Really, as far as anybody's concerned, they're probably not going to catch the Chiefs, right? They're they're basically three games out with four to go because the Chiefs has the uh, tiebreaker, so they're going for one wild card. Tennessee is above them at five, seven, and five. Pittsburgh's above them at seven and five. They're tied with the Colts. So the Raiders are right now in eighth place. But they have a very favorable remaining schedule after this Titans game. I mean, the the Jaguars, Broncos, and Chargers are really bad. So they they're gonna they should win those three games. Right now, I think they're gonna goof one of those. Until proven otherwise. Because right now, even though they're 6-2, the Raiders are a bad team right now. You can, you don't lose 74-12 to 12 in two straight games at this point in the season and not be a bad team right now. That's just what it is. And I hear a lot of the people, and this is what pisses me off too. See, you need this right now. You don't need fans talking to you. You need somebody telling the truth. And the season's not over. It's not over. But, you know, the day they cut Antonio Brown, if you told me, hey, 8-8, eight and eight, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty impressive. If you told me their day they were 6-4 and four, with the third easiest remaining schedule in the last six games in the NFL, oh, they're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, that's a disaster. Somebody on Twitter said the NFL is an ecosystem. The NFL season is an ecosystem, and I completely agree with that. So as it changes and moves and evolves, so do expectations. So on September 5th, an 8-8 eight and eight looks impressive. Well, on what, November 16th, it looks pretty crappy. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it's an ecosystem. And I'm telling you guys, the future is, if this team goes 9-7, especially if it goes and beat, loses to the Titans and then beat those three sad sacks, and then they're like, what, 8-1 and one with teams with a winning record, losing record, and, you know, 1-7, and seven, one in, yeah, 1-7, one 1-6 against teams with winning records. I don't know if that's impressive, and it may, it may be a little impressive, but it won't guarantee anything till next year. So the NFL season is year to year. So when you get the opportunity to make hay, you better freaking make it. 
And again, if they win this game against Tennessee, they're a three-point favorite. It's supposed to be rainy, like 58 in rain. I think it's going to be a running back game between two former Crimson Tide, Josh Jacobs, who was really good yesterday, and, and, and Derrick Henry. We'll see. They, they, the season will not be lost. Let's go to another. Uh, can't survive on beating bad teams. At some point, you got to beat good teams if you're going to be a good team yourself. And I quote to Jimmy Durkin of The Athletic, Gruden's quote on Carr. He's a good quarterback. He's got a chance to be great. Just wasn't his day. I wrote, not saying Carr is a huge problem. And I don't think he's a huge problem. But at some point, the quotes have to turn into significant production. You can't just keep saying that he's good. He has to show he's good at critical times. I like Derek Carr as a person. I think he's fine as a player. I thought he was a little arrogant last week when he kind of snuffed off Jack Del Rio's comments about him not being good in the cold weather. You know, kind of, well, Jack was with me too. And he did it jokingly, and it was fine. But And then he said, I'm going to hold, you know, I got to hold myself to a higher standard. And he just kind of fluffed it off after the Jeffs loss. Well, dude, your offense has been terrible for the last 10 quarters. Since the halftime of the Bengals game, it's been really bad, and you're part of it. And you just can't say, I'm good. you got to prove you're good. Right now, I think – I read this morning somebody compared him to Alex Smith. I think think their games are – I don't know if he's going to have an Alex Smith career. Right now, I say he's Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton, you're going to look back at Andy Dalton and, you know, Bengal fans 20 years from now, Andy Dalton, and he'll get applauded at games, and he'll probably be in the ring of honor, and he, you know, pretty okay career for a second-round pick. Like Derek Carr was a second-round pick. But is he going to take you to championships? That's what they're going to have to decide, especially with eight years left on John Gruden's contract. Now, I think it's a little disingenuous to be blaming all this on Carr. Or to start saying, oh, well, they need a new quarterback after these losses. I think that's a little harsh, a little down the road. But it's going to be a conversation if they don't turn it around. And he has to do his part. And they all have to do his part. Their parts. It's not just Derek Carr. But he traditionally has not been good in cold weather, and he's traditionally not been good at Arrowhead Stadium. Well, those true traditions continued yesterday. So they gotta that's something they gotta figure it out. And then Gruden, you know, complained about that turned over uh past interference. It, it's a league wide problem. It's not a just a Raider problem by any stretch. And I wrote, don't whine about a call on your second straight 31-point loss with first place on the line. Don't do that. Yeah, I know the Raiders were penalized 12 times. I know the Chiefs weren't penalized at all. The Chiefs did lose a, a, a touchdown on offsetting, so they basically were penalized. They did lose a touchdown on that. 
But that's not the narrative that the that the fans who want to bitch about penalties. If you want to bitch about the penalties, bitch about the Raiders and their penalties. And their pre-snap penalties. Defensive pre-snap penalties. Quentin Farrell, who's had one good game, has like seven pre-snap penalties. That's on the coaches and the players. It's not on the NFL referees. So John Gruden is the highest paid coach in America, any sport. He's won a Super Bowl. He's got to not worry about that crap. You know, don't even make that comment. I know John Gruden has a great personality and he's funny and he's dynamic in front of the camera. But it doesn't help the cause when you bitch about a penalty in a 31-7, a 31-loss game, point-loss game. It just doesn't, it doesn't fly. Over the years, too many Raider coaches have bought into that woe is us. And if you do that, you're not going to be good. They need somebody to say, screw it. I don't care about the history. We're going to be good, and I'm going to be the guy that does that. And John Gruden has that capability, and he has to do that. You know, I, I think Wayne Kiffin didn't buy into that shit, and it bugged him. He wasn't a great coach, but that's why it didn't work for him in Oakland. Tom Cable bought into it. You know, the famous, we're not losers anymore because they're 8-8 eight and eight one year after like seven straight years of losing record. Well, you're not winners either. Hugh Jackson... He acted like he wasn't into that game, but he was, very much so. I don't think Dennis Allen was into that game, but, you know, he didn't work out for other reasons. I don't think Del Rio was initially into that. I think he did it once in a while, but Gruden's doing it too. He shouldn't. Again, this goes back to there's no brownie points for being 6-4 and and screwing it up. You don't go back and say, oh, God, but we were 6-4 and four at one point. You don't do that. You say, we're 6-4. and four. We have four games left in the season. Let's salvage it. Let's get to the playoffs. We play three horrible teams in the last three games of the year. Let's beat Tennessee. Let's show we can beat a decent team. And right now, Tennessee's not a great, excuse me. <clears throat> Tennessee's not a great team, but the Titans are a decent team right now. They've won four out of five. Ryan Tannehill is getting this team together. They play pretty good defense. Like I said, they're a three-point favorite. So this would qualify as a good team. So if the Raiders wanted to find the rest of their season, they go back out and win that game. But, you know, NFL is week to week. So like we said, hey, I don't know if the Chiefs – I don't know if the Raiders are going to get blown out by the Chiefs. Just because they got blown out by the Jets. But they could get blown out by the Chiefs if they, the reason they lost to the Jets is that they're not a good team. And that's what worried me. So now that's what they're going to have to stave off this week. There's going to be a lot of fan support in Oakland. The Raiders have been very good in Oakland this year. They haven't played good teams in Oakland. That has helped too. But they've been good in Oakland. I would think there's going to be a good crowd there because there's only two more of these things in Oakland. You know? And if you've ever been to a Raider game, you're going to want to do it again. So they need to win this game. What else we got? I'm fired up, if you could tell. 
I've gotten a lot of my points across, I think. I, that 87-point differential bugs me. It really does. What was with the players posing after the, the little pitcher pose after the interception? That went away. You're down 24 nothing in the second half. Don't do a stupid player pitcher pose. I don't care if guys around the league do it. Don't do it when you're losing on the road. You look like idiots. I hope John Gruden got in those guys' ass. I mean, come on. It's about winning a game. Not about stupid, and I'm not trying to be some old man, but come on, 24 nothing. I just don't like it. And then John Gruden in the offseason said, hey, our job is to catch the Chiefs. That's what we do in this offseason, trying to catch the Chiefs. Well, last year they lost to the Chiefs, combined score of, uh, what was it? Seventy five thirty six, so that's um that's like thirty four to eighteen. This year thirty four to nineteen, so that's a score of thirty four to nine. So they're not getting closer to catching the Chiefs. And I, you know, back to the point about only like a really bad offense in the last ten quarters, really bad. They're gonna have to figure that out because again, the season's not lost. But they're going to have to figure that out. And keep running Jacobs. I know uh, Gruden got crap for the 4 for one call. And he had Jacobs on the sideline and Trevor Davis. Okay. I get that. But it's just one play. But, yeah, it would probably behoove the Raiders if Mr. Josh Jacobs was on the field as much as he can be. I mean, he can't be on – you know, he can't be there every play. It's just, it, it's, that's just not the way it works for a running back. But he's the best thing they got going. Max Crosby had another g- decent game. Kudos to him. He's a good player. The jury's in. He's a good player. And again, I don't want to hear about how good the defense was because it wasn't. The Chiefs were just running short field. That's what they were on, short field. Pick six. Um, running the ball well. They didn't need Patrick Mahomes to throw for 400 yards. If they needed to him, he probably would have. You know? Um, So, there you go. That's the show. They, They could still salvage this season, but they have to do it this week. Because if they lose to the Titans, they're going to be two games behind the Titans. With basically three to go. And they're the tiebreaker. So they'll be done, basically. So they got to win this week. They have to. So there you go. I'm fired up. If you're mad at me, you're mad at me. But I wasn't the one who stunk out there yesterday. So don't be mad at me. Be mad at, again, you're a six and four and you, and you lost Seventy-four to twelve—that's something that they gotta figure out. But they can; it's possible. The season's not over. So this is Bill Williamson. This is Believe in Raiders. This is the Believe Podcast Network. Talk to you Thursday with our preview show, and let's wash the stink off of these last two weeks and see some quality football.
That's why we're all here. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.